The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Mr. Raj Geary, and back this week, Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how's it going, man? Good. Sorry I couldn't be on last week. I actually got sick after the gym. That's never happened to me. While I was throwing up, it was nasty. Wow. Um, well, yeah, it changed my diet. I was eating grit. I had to eat grits. I had to eat four freaking cups of grits, which is nasty as hell. And I just started throwing up. I caught the flu, it turned out. So, sorry. Well, you know, if, if that didn't make you sick, last, last week's Monday Night Raw probably would have. <laughs> so, dodged a bullet there. But great to have you back tonight. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for May 15th, 2017. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the show and how they're already setting up Extreme Rules? I think they've got a lot of money matches. Not money. They did some good and big matches that had big feels to them tonight. Um, I mean, anytime you've got uh, Roman Reigns versus um, our boy, you know, mid middle of the, almost middle of the show, you know, that's saying something, right? So, I mean, they throw a lot of good big matches tonight. I think that pay-per-view is going to be really good. Yeah, tonight's um, show, they I, tried. I just, I don't know. The only thing I don't like about these 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 uh, extreme rule shows is that they're gimmicks, right? So like, it's the time that anybody could beat anybody because of a weapon, and then if that person gets to win, it's not really getting the win because you use a weapon or a stip or whatever. It wasn't a straight up match, you know. So this is the time to start beating Roman Reigns for the record. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this was definitely better than last week. Uh, it still felt long to me. Uh, it felt like a long episode, but it, it, it was definitely better than last week. Yeah, they really tried tonight, it seemed. Yeah, but the cheap DQs, man. When you're, when you're watching a, a match for two segments and then they ended in a cheap DQ, it's, it's one thing to do it once on a show, but your two biggest matches on the show, you do that in. Well, out, outside of Roman Reigns and Finn Balor, but you did that with Ambrose and Miz, and then you did it in the main event. And it just... I just feel like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. No, if you invest all that time in it, we talked about it last week. You want an outcome. You want a resolution, something, anything. So that being said, let's uh, hop into the show and go segment by segment, piece by piece. So we started with a look at Strowman versus Reigns um, from last week. Long recap video they started with there. And then opened up the show with Kurt Angle talking about uh what's going to be coming up with extreme rules and a fatal five way to determine the new number one contender the participants will be seth rollins samoa joe finn balor bray wyatt and roman reigns so i guess to start with matt i'd love to know what you thought of this segment but then furthermore what do you think about them having a fatal five way be the be the main event the big match for a pay-per-view um i mean roman's got a point doesn't he as far as like, what the hell has he got to do to stay yeah. in the number one contender? You know, I mean, if we're fans of him or not, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter. If we're sticking to the wrestling rules and wrestling code of winning matches where it's supposed to mean something, I'm sorry, but beating The Undertaker, there is nothing really any bigger. And that automatically should make you a number one contender. Um, and then on top of it, uh, 
the guy never loses, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a good match, though, because of all the parties involved. So I'm excited to see a very good match. I guarantee you that match is awesome. Um, but as far as, you know, wrestling rules go and mat match winning matches mattering, I think this is a complete, you know, debauchery as far as burying wins. Wins should mean something. This this feels like it should be – I mean, the one problem when you got that many good people in one match is what is that undercard going to look like? Because <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of – a lot of Titus and, and uh, you know, gold dust and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, I mean, they, I mean, they kind of, this is what they did to themselves by not having Lesnar and not having Lesnar come until after this pay-per-view, you got a, a main event. That's usually something that's settled on raw. You know, raw is usually where you determine the top contender and then leads to the world title match. But, you know, um, Balor, if, if you, Went by WWE rule books, you know, Balor and Wyatt both never got a return match after they lost their title belts. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, I mean, Balor never got the universal title uh, championship back, uh, a shot at it. And Wyatt lost at WrestleMania and he never got another shot at the world title. That match with Orton, that House of Horrors match was non-title. So, I mean, there's... What about Seth Rollins? When did the, who did Seth, Seth Rollins lose to? Um, Did he? Get, I, I want to think he got hurt. No, Owens. He had the match for Owens for the Universal. Oh, he title. got dicked over. He yeah. got screwed over by Hunter. Yeah. He, but that was to determine yeah. the the uh, the new champion. So uh, mm. the last time Rollins had the title was, um, gosh, was it when he lost it? Yeah, I can't remember when last time. Let, let me look that up. It might have been when he got injured to Kane, but he's gotten world title matches after Wasn't that. Wasn't it Money in the Bank? Didn't he uh, beat Roman? The Roman. And then Dean cashed in. And then in. Dean cashed in, yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, look, I think it's going to I do think it's going to be a good match. Um, and uh, you're right about the undercard being weaker, but the girls, hopefully that gives the, uh, that gives maybe more than one girls match on the card, maybe, maybe even more than two. Mm, maybe. Yeah, it seems like they're building Sasha and Alicia Fox. Which I like. Yeah, it's, I like it that. gives them something to do. Again, I, I'm not a fan of when they start feuds with them just trading wins already because you've kind of already seen them both beat each other, so what does it mean at the end? But um, at, at least it gives them something. It does. Something I, I want – well, we'll get into it when we get into the Hardys versus, uh, you know, Sheamus and them. But uh, what was next? Uh, so after that was indeed – Let's see. So, oh, Samoa Joe came out, interrupted that. Uh, it devolved into chaos. And then back from the break, we had the matches set up for later in the night, Rollins versus Wyatt and Baylor versus Reigns, or Baylor versus Reigns. Uh, but then we had Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. So, Matt, your thoughts? Oh, that was next. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I know you guys are going to say, well, you know, they keep having these singles matches, but they'll switch the guys around, but it's the same damn thing, you know, um, whether it's, Jeff versus, you know, Cesaro one week, and it's Matt versus Sheamus the next, and then they revert, they crisscross them again the next two weeks in singles matches. What the hell? I remember when I was there that I was doing something with Big Show, uh, being Carlito's bodyguard, though, but I was the one wrestling the matches um, at the time. And I was like, how many times could I wrestle against Big Show? You, you know what I mean? That, that, <laughs> we have a pay-per-view to get to uh, at the time we're supposed to before then – what's his name got drafted away and then none of that happened. But 
that's what we were supposed to do. It was like a two-month setup. I was like, what the freak are we supposed to do, you know, for freaking 60 days to get there, you know? And I remember being told that, you know, you just want to be in the angle. You just want to be in an angle that's on TV by hook or crook because there's nothing more valuable than TV time mm-hmm. and, how, and the importance of it. And I remember that. I remember them saying that very specifically um, because, you know, there is that question. You, you're like, well, what the hell? We're doing the same thing over and over, you know, with these two, at least they're crisscrossing them. There's not singles, <laughs> but it is the same damn thing in a way, but I don't under, maybe they don't understand the power of not having anything for a week. It doesn't mean people are going to lose interest. That's my belief. But then again, I'm not billionaire running my own company. Am I? So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. You could do a backstage vignette of Seamus and Cesaro going through like, you know, mocking the Hardys and their past achievement. You could do other stuff and not just having the same match week. And, and the Hardys win every time. They've won every match. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy haven't been beaten yet. And, and I, not, not that I don't agree with that decision, but I just think there are ways that you can get around with what you said, Matt, not having them having to wrestle uh, every week because by the time the pay-per-view comes, you just feel like you've seen that match a thousand times already. And I don't think this is doing the Hardys uh, any favors. You hear their oh. responses every week, and now they're just back to being another yeah. team. Well, they're definitely not another team. Let's get, let's get. Well, but back to being uh, where they were back with the last time they were with WWF. You know what I mean? Uh, with WWE, they they don't seem like the the two giant stars now uh, that that people were expecting the month before WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's starting to feel like Matt. If I said to you. We need to keep these guys on TV every week, but you need to come up with a different way to do it. Like you said, with crisscrossing the matchups, it's like next week, let's do in a tornado tag, you know, and the next week, I mean, let's just find these other ways to keep mixing it up. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't even think you need to have them on TV. You guys, like, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with not being on TV. I think not being on TV could serve a greater purpose sometimes when, when something's starting to feel a little stale. And from what you guys are saying, it's starting to feel a little stale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't even know what the angle is at this point. I don't even know what the story is, except for just to get them to this stupid tag match against each other at the pay per view. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah, and I think after they made Cesaro and Sheamus look so strong last week, that you, sh- you could have just had the Hardys beat another team, and then Sheamus and Cesaro come in at the end and just jump them and beat the crap out of them. You know, that would have been more effective than just them wrestling again. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think it's it's it might be time to with how thin that roster is, is to pull the trigger on Jeff yes. being a singles. Can you imagine right now what we just talked about? The, the undercard being light for this. Okay. That's just for this pay-per-view that the undercard is going to be light though. Let's be honest. Five guys. And we work. that's not going to happen every pay-per-view. Right. But, but, but yeah. having Jeff, you know what I mean? At that, and I hate to say this, but like mixed either in the main event or that level right below it, let's say like with, with, with Miz and uh, what's his name? Um, Dean. Amber. Dean Ambrose level, you know, not because Jeff's not a way bigger star than both of them, because of course he is, but he would help them. He would help elevate them mm-hmm. and make that 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 setup even cooler. And and mixing in Jeff with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, you know, that would be and Samoa Joe. I mean, that's yeah. uh, there's a lot you could do there. It, it kind of leaves yeah. Matt lower down, but um, not if he gets pissed after this loss at the pay per view, and this is what makes him go into broken Matt or whatever gimmick Matt they call him. 
It looks like that's not, I, I don't know. It looks like that's not happening. Impact wrestling. Well, then what's he doing? Because he's morphing back and forth like every two seconds. I watch him go from <laughs> ah, coming out to doing his this, whatever the hell gimmick he does. Right. He, he, he does that to version one. Yeah, he goes back and forth. I think he's like trying to remind fans that he, that's, you know, like he, 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 he used it. Yeah. 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 But I, that character, it's, I think it's, uh, until they can find out some or get work on some agreement, that's I don't think that's happening. <sighs> I would love to work know on what's what? going on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, work yeah. on what? An agreement with Impact because Impact, so Impact filed you know trademarks on Broken Matt, Broken Brilliance. Oh shoot! I didn't. I'm sorry. Right I didn't. Even, I wasn't even aware of this. I apologize. That's a big. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't blame them. Yeah, I mean they don't want to give it up and. You know, it, so WWE would do the same damn thing. I'm sorry. Exactly. No, absolutely. They wouldn't let Undertaker leave and be Undertaker in WCW. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. Right. You know, Matt, you should go in there and plan a bug in someone's ear and say, "Hey, if you guys own the rights to the name Broken Matt, I'm just saying." You know. Oh shit. Hey. 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 Good <laughs> idea, Glenn. Hey, I'd, I'd pay to see that. Um, <laughs> they could do that. You remember when they brought the the fake Diesel and fake Razor? Yeah, no. You're bringing Matt that. Morgan as uh, oh, broken Matt. No, don't even put that out there. Take that back. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I think uh, I would love to know what's going on in WWE creative right now. I mean, it's just you know, and I'm thinking about this Fatal Five Way. To me, it seems like they're trying to do an Extreme Rules version of Money in the Bank. Since the brand split, SmackDown's going to have Money in the Bank doing this number one contender thing. I hope it's a real Extreme Rules match. At least that'll be interesting with five guys. Going sure, the it's, a gimmick, good. it's a gimmick on a gimmick then though you know yeah. what i'm saying it's gimmick on gimmick on gimmick and i don't know i like gimmicks to mean something but i'm old so i'll shut up <laughs> uh, extreme rules is all about the gimmicks man uh but okay sasha banks versus alicia fox bit of a surprise tonight alicia fox winning over sasha very surprising yeah I wouldn't have predicted that at all. Um, it's funny now. Was it Meltzer that said something about her Northern Lights suplex a while ago? I feel like now that's when everybody is finally on board with her having a perfect Northern Lights suplex. Yeah, I think so. I think he was the one that said it. Yeah. She's always had one. Yeah, no, Meltzer called it out finally. He's like, the best Northern Lights suplex ever. Yeah, settle down, Meltzer. There's a few <laughs> others out there that do it better. But, but <laughs> he's also beating off giving people six-star matches being being a prisoner in the moment but i'll digress it's <laughs> a good point well um but you know uh, as we've said before this is when you trade wins two weeks uh, you know over two weeks that usually means that that's your feud for a little while so you yeah. know yep. let's see what they do with it and this their match this week was a lot better than last week yeah it seems like a bit of a step down for Sasha, but I think if done right, it could be interesting. The, the problem with WWE with the women is they have a hard time focusing on whatever isn't the title feud. So yeah. if you're not in wrestling in the title feud, you're just kind of lost in the shuffle. They don't come up with strong storylines underneath. That's how it felt even back when I was there, honestly. And that's how I think they treat it. I don't even necessarily think that they bear, that they hide away from that anymore. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I think that's kind of a thing. But I don't understand that. With such a huge creative team, like why they're not I, – I know. I remember when I was there, there was tons of creative guys that would – you know, they were like, look, we'd love to be able to say this, do this, this, and this in your storyline. But 
you know, all of our folks, they're putting all our focus over on, you know, John Cena versus Randy Orton or whatever. Right. You know, time when I was there. So it's, I, I don't understand the logic in it, but That's at- you're paying all the creative guys to be there. Make them, you know, break some off and have them work on this. Yeah, come up with something because they, and they do that with tag teams too. Unless you're in the tag title picture, you're just kind of floating around. Yeah. 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 Um, and the best part is they'll blame it on the talent for not <laughs> writing stuff up. Man, I have seen so many guys write like friggin' par- like paragraphs, pages worth of stuff. I used to see Paul London bring in pages worth of ideas, and that they they, they rarely would use them. But then they'd complain to us like, "Oh, reach for the brass ring." And then he, I remember writing, sending an email with like, I don't know, like 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 six different ideas. You know, I'll I'll, t- I'll give you one right now. All right, I, I, how about this one? Uh, the blue my my it was my my debut coming back coming back to, uh, to smackdown as the blueprint matt morgan was my idea and my gimmick the idea i came up with was i'm every promoter's i'm vince mcmahon's wet dream come true i'm seven foot i'm 300 pounds i'm intelligent i'm a college graduate um i could jump i can run i could do all this stuff right i have no physical weakness mr perfect if you will of the giants right the giant 2.0 um and the 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 uh, what do you call it? Not the promo, but the vignette would be Vince himself playing the role of Dr. Frankenstein. My big ass on the table. All you see is like the heart beating. You don't see what's under the sheet. Nothing, right? You just see like a flash. You, you take a little bit of that Rocky Four Ivan Drago scene where he's training in the gym. You don't see the monster training, but you see like all of these things going off the charts, the heart rate beating and just all this other stuff. And then week by week, you build upon that. And then finally, the heart rate, the heartbeat stops. My silhouette comes out and boom, you see, you finally eventually see me debut, right? Something along those lines. It was freaking cool. I remember how the writer thought it was dope, but I guess because I I screwed up by saying I was synthetically created by Vince McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) I was so stupid. I didn't even know what the hell that meant. Like, I I, I didn't really think it had anything to do with steroids. That's not what I was meaning. It was meaning like I, I wanted them to throw show flashes of Andre the Giant, flashes of Big John Stud, flashes of Taker, flashes of Kane, flashes of Kevin Nash, flashes of Sid. Mix them all together. Now you got your giant 2.0 kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And that's what I meant by synthetically created. And I thought it would have been a cool thing to play off the past and bring it to the future. Yeah. But again, that took me forever to write up, and it was just like someone wiped their ass with it and never used it. Yeah, and didn't didn't Paul London get a lot of heat because he would write all those ideas, and like it, it annoyed Vince after a while? I, that, that's a shame if so, because I, in meeting after meeting after meeting, he would sit there and tell us, grab that, you know, go out, go get that brass ring. You know, it's a real live breathing thing, guys. Go out and get it. Well, you can't get it if you're not in a match, and you can't get it if you're not on TV, so how do you go get it, you know? And then from there, you know, um, they would say, come up with some stuff. Think of some ideas. You know yourself better than we do. Cool. Green light for me. So I sent them a whole bunch of stuff. But you know what? Uh, Because I came up with the idea and I did it. Actually, I didn't come up with it. Somebody that was non-contracted, Kenny Bowen at the time in Ohio Valley Wrestling, came up with the Blueprint Persona. It's mine to own. And that's why I own it. You know what? That, That idea you had without the take doing the DNA thing, that's something you could have almost done with gender in a way, like in, in the sense that each week you're showing a, a workout clip from the gym, but you don't show the face. You just see this guy right. getting jacked and training and like, you know, and then finally you do the reveal and it's gender and he's like pumped and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, 
I'm rebuilt and I'm refocused and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm coming for you or, you know, something like and, that. And you have the other people doing the talking. Like I literally was taking parts out of Rocky Ford. Everything he hits, he destroys, you know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like literally taking parts of it. Yeah. And, no. um, and what would have been cool with Jinder actually to play off of the part uh, of the, um, I don't want to be racially insensitive here. So what would I, I was, you said I was wrong for saying Middle Eastern last week, right? Um, well, he's not Middle Eastern. Yeah, he's. Uh, but, but what are they? What are they portraying him as? Is what I'm asking. He, he's. They're portraying him as Indian, which he's of Indian so ethnicity. Just Indian. Okay, fine. So then you have other Indian acts of the past. You know, like like the really super stereotypical ones. You show flashes of those, and you bring the past to the present with jacked ass gender. Like what? Do you know what I mean? Like like him being the reveal. Except you, you, you only have like two other Indian wrestlers. <laughs> Really? Great Kali and in WWF, it was like Great Kali and <laughs> Tiger Ali Singh. Okay, this is no. Okay, so this is how this is and how incredibly Caucasian and again, I guess racially insensitive I am. Um, the the other bad, okay, wrong perceptions that they put out there of other of other Hindi talent. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, because Mar I would have said Mark Capani. I would have said it was ridiculous as it sounds. Sabu, hmm. I would have said, because I'm telling you, to white, dumb America, that's, I'm telling you, in the 80s, we grouped all that together because we didn't know any better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know I didn't as a little boy in Connecticut. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest for, foreign Today, heels you know, of the early 90s was Sergeant Slaughter. So there you go. <laughs> Iron Cheek in the 80s, right. even though it's from Iran, I know how ridiculous that sounds, but yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm being, I'm being serious. I think anybody that was wearing a turban, you know, when we were younger, we didn't know the difference as to where they were from per se. We, you know, we just know they were the bad guy. That's all we knew. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people still don't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. The, the heat gender gets from audiences, it's absolutely because of that confusion. You know? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, you're right, Glenn. Yes, you are. Yeah. And and that's where I mean I don't have talked about this before but that's where I think it's just man it's the WWE creative like playing off that. It's and that's where it becomes cynical and crappy. Lazy. Yeah, it's Lazy. just like it's I don't know. I I don't know why I expect more. I think they're capable of nuance, but yeah, it's absolutely insane that uh they still and hang He's proven he doesn't need it. He doesn't yeah. need it. Yeah, not at all. Not at all, man. All right, let's yeah, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's good. And I like that vignette would have been good. I love it's just smash cut right now. Somebody go look back. When was this matter around 2004, 2003? When you were thinking that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look back at what WWE was doing on SmackDown yeah. that week. Not probably not as good in that era. <laughs> uh, there were there were some low points I seem to recall. Um, so okay, so let's talk about uh, Intercontinental Championship match tonight: The Miz versus Dean Ambrose. Now we did spoil that at the beginning that there was a DQ finish to that, which led to uh, the stipulation there will not be a DQ out at um, not without the title changing at Extreme Rules. But okay, I think Raj and I talked about this last Monday, Matt. How do you feel when they do a long match like this and then it ends in a disqualification? air a little bit of air out of the sails um but um again maybe because i'm i'm a wrestler i i, I watch the action i watch the psychology so the longer it goes and and hopefully the more i entertained i can be in it to me i guess it's okay um but the fan in me would be pretty pissed yeah you know i think like from a storyline perspective this made sense because 
you're building to that step at the pay-per-view. But if you're going to do a cheap ending, don't have it the match go two segments and you invest all this time only for that cheap cop-out ending. Go five minutes and then do it, you know? But why? But why? But see, but why? Every and then you're giving it away that 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 could possibly happen. Didn't we just admit that because it went two segments, we're thinking we're going to get a clean finish? Um. Well, it if it comes out so in, anywhere, it, it 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 you get it anyway, right? I mean, if if regardless of if it happens during you, you when if you don't see it coming anyway, if you just do it, um, I don't know. It just. I just think it's less predictable if you do two segments. I, I do. I, I think we're going to get clean finish, and we don't. If they're looking to get heat because of it, then there's more heat involved because it wasn't predictable. Do you think – but then you do it twice in the same show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, later on, folks. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. I just think if you're going to end the match with a kick in the groin, you know, or a shot to the groin, like the funniest one, I don't know about you guys, but uh, the one they did last year with Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler – where they built it up. There was going to be this big technical wrestling match and Dolph had his headgear on and they came out like they were going to do a collegiate match and Dolph just kicked him in the crotch and it was over. I mean, it was like, for me, that was like the funniest way to utilize that ending. Um, it yeah. seemed kind of lame tonight to have it go on and on because there was a really good back and forth. And I was going to ask you about this, Matt, because it seemed like uh, they were almost a little late with the kick out tonight on one of those uh, false finishes they did. But how would it... Did you ever find as a wrestler, because it doesn't happen often, but did you ever find that, I mean, is there a science to the timing and is it easy to screw that up on the one, two, three? You can. You can. I'll tell you how. If you're dumb enough to close your eyes when you're being covered Hmm. and and you hear the ref slide down to the mat and you think that's a one count, Hmm. it's really the ref's body hitting the mat, okay? And then their one count, you're thinking is your two count. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen that happen a bunch. Um, but uh, that's why you shouldn't close your eyes. Uh, yeah. But uh, but in that case, I, you'd I kick know. out early, um, right? Yeah. Never. No, at that count, you're you're getting three counted because you're thinking the ref sliding on the mat is one. Oh, right. gotcha, gotcha. It's the count of one. Right. So the, the... two is this one. It's really it's one. Oh count. yeah. He's only. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. So the other way, so you mistake the one count for the ref hitting the mat. No, but then you would kick out because you would think you're yeah. the ref is counting, you know, uh, right? Two, but it's really one because yes, yeah, okay, good. yes. So so yeah, but you can do it. There's that way, but there's also um, where maybe you're really hurt. You know what I mean? And and, mm. and, uh, and, the, and you don't. I've never had it happen to me. Honestly, I've seen it happen. That's what that's what happened to Emma last week. She when she injured her shoulder, she uh, hurt her shoulder and she couldn't kick out, and that wasn't the finish. The the worst is when the guy on top of them does it. You know, you can kind of be the guy on top if if you think the person can continue the match. You can be creative and and almost force them to kick out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I would yeah. change. I, I would I would just you know act like he kicked off. You know, he kicked up. You, you remember the Owen Steve Austin ending, right? That's what I'm thinking as I'm saying it right yeah. now. That's exactly what I'm thinking of, actually. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like the match tonight before that finish. But, I mean, so now we're going to... Can I just say go, one no, last go thing, for it, man. If WWE, let's say they're watching this. They're going, hook, line, and sinker, because now you've got to pay to see the finish at the pay-per-view. That was our idea all along. <laughs> we, we dragged you guys through two segments, 
and we took we pulled the carpet right up from underneath you with the finish. So now you have to watch the pay-per-view and the um the uh the stipulation is even more important now because now we need to have one in this pay-per-view because of the way this match was finished and now you got to pay to see it. Mm. Yeah. I'm telling you that's what they would think. That's what the rationalization would be. Yeah, if it was this Sunday Absolutely, but man, oh, Extreme yeah. Rules is a long ways away in wrestling time. Yeah, well. Yeah, and we both know that's not what they're thinking. I'm just telling you what the rationalization yeah. would be. Yeah. But no DQ, I'm already predicting uh, the Miz will win due to Maurice interfering in some way. Good, yeah. he should win. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see where they go from there. I'm all about Miz. Yeah, I think he could do it. Um, he's definitely entertaining as hell to watch. So talk he about the rest of this. Oh, what's that? I feel like he's entertaining as hell until he, but once he starts wrestling, then it's kind of like, eh. I don't think he's bad. Man, it's just like that, that, um, that entertainment doesn't carry over into his matches, in my it opinion. It shouldn't. He needs to be a kick. He needs to turn up the heat when it's time to start getting heat on his opponent because he's the guy who keeps getting pies in the face every week. Right, but I don't even think that. I just—he's the guy I, who's getting his pants on TV each and every week. Yeah, no, I mean he should look stronger, but once he starts wrestling, the, the interest just kind of goes away, for me. What do you want him to do? Juggle? What, what, what no, I did just in the ring. He just doesn't. Uh, he still, he doesn't uh, impress me uh, to the level that a top heel should. Typical IW. <laughs> what is? I don't even know what to say. What do you guys call it? IWC. 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 Um, because CM Punk says the Miz can't wrestle. No one else. Do the, you know, that's not. You think about oh, that for, for 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 the for the record. And he that CM Punk and other people have slanted fans' opinions for quite a long time that Miz can't get it done in the ring. And say what you will, he's improved immensely, and, and I think can absolutely carry a main event. Yeah. No, and I think oh, he's, he's had some great matches in the past year. You know, I think it depends on who he's paired with. And him with Dean tonight, that was a good match. That's why I would have liked to have seen a definitive resolution because I thought it was a pretty good match up until that point. You know, just seemed like a cop-out. Um, so we're going to get to the rest of the show in a moment. But first, want to welcome a new sponsor to the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and that's Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. How do I know? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, both Raj and I had a chance to check it out, and it is true. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. It was so easy to go on their site, find stuff in my size, whether it was comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, shorts. They had so much great stuff, including a line of their silver underwear and shirts that are naturally anti-microbial. Microbial, anti-microbial. Glenn, show us your underwear right now. And Matt, I'm going to spare the audience that, you know, and I'm sure we have some viewers that are the faint of heart, and they just, they just don't need that on their Monday night. They sat through Raw. Uh, but anti-microbial. I want, my, I want my Mac Weldon shirt. Come on. Yeah, mm -hmm. that well, we'll look at what Raj, Mr. Raj Geary is wearing there. He's silent in some Mac Weldon. Antimicrobial, cobrial, <laughs> tough word to say, means that they eliminate odor. It's odor eliminating yeah. gear, which is great if you work out, even if you jog, or even if you're just in a hot climate, you want stuff that's going to whisk away that moisture and keep you from smelling all funky. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, 
you can keep it and they'll still refund you. No questions right. asked. And not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. Like we said, it's great for whatever situation, working out or going out or just everyday life. We've got a special deal for you. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 25, uh, pardon me, get 20% off using the promo code INC. That's 20% off using the promo code INC, MacWeldon.com. Raj, what did you get from Mac Weldon? I got a pair of socks, which are super ultra soft. This shirt, which is, it's it's awesome because it it looks good, but then it's so comfortable that uh, that I could wear it around the house, but I can go out with it and and it feels great. Plus, I got these shorts on. I don't know if I should stand up, but the, the, these Sunday shorts and uh, just super comfortable. <laughs> All right, let's see. Yeah, let's see the shorts. The shorts. Okay. So I got a pair of those too. You know what I really like about the shorts is that they look they look nice enough when you're going out, but right. they fit like comfy shorts, like gym shorts. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. They they feel like uh they they feel almost like pajamas, but they look like you can go out in them. So they're yeah. I mean, they're great. And I'm going to say this about the underwear. I was a skeptic about Mack Weldon underwear, the boxer brief. And then I got it and I was like, oh my God, I get this. I now understand it. Absolutely worth every penny. And I'm a believer. I think our audience is going to dig it too. Go to MacWeldon.com. Use the offer code INC to save 20% off on your order. That's MacWeldon.com. INC. So glad to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. Um, speaking of things that impressed me, what did you guys think of Alexa's promo tonight in the ring? Crushed it. I called my wife in the room because I was telling her last week, she's like, that little pint sized girl, I could beat her up. And I was like, you know, I go, you got to see her on the mic though. You don't understand. She's so comfortable. She's feeling herself out right now. And she's comfortable. She's like, we've seen tons of girls comfortable. I'm like, no, 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 not like this. She could turn the crowd. And you know, the stupid what chant that gets annoying. They used to annoy the crap out of me when I was doing my stuttering character. Well, guess what? She friggin' shoes them away like nobody's business. So tonight, I was like, get in here. You got to see it. So I rewound it to the part. And sure enough, just like, you know what I mean? How nobody else has thought of this is beyond me. Yeah. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world. Like, I used to say it in school all the time. You know, I'd be like, you know, Dick says what? And then my friend <laughs> was like, what? Like, ah! You know, like, how no one's thought of this before is beyond me. And, but even uh, more masterful than what she did after that. She's so slick, yeah, and comfortable, and I believe every word she says. But that thing yeah. she did, I don't know why no one thought of this. So, Matt, I agree with what you said. But then when she said the, you know, I came here and I said I was going to win the championship, then what did I do? And when they say what, she turned it around like they're participating in the rhythm of her thing just by adding that question. And I was like, I've never seen somebody do that. That was so brilliant. She is, I think she is probably top five right now on raw on the mic, uh, maybe higher. Um, I mean, she's great. She, she owns that crowd. Uh, the problem with Bailey, I thought the problem with this segment is that Bailey's the baby face and she, her promo, I thought, uh, pretty much sucked. And I thought bliss just looked like a set just came across as a, so much of a bigger star. And then it ends with her laying, uh, Bailey out. And you, you know, I, I just thought I, I just thought it was a, a bad night for Bailey all around, including the backstage backstage segment later. Okay, back, backstage is so much, in my opinion. I'd always rather be in the ring and cut my promo than backstage. Just it's it's easier to feed off the crowd. It's just much easier. Um, you, you can play with more of your. You can get in, more emotionally involved yourself, believe it or not, um, because you play off the energy. Um, that, that's a real thing. Backstage is tough. Two thirty in the afternoon, doing a pre-tape, and 
dudes and girls are all running around in the background as you're trying to do your pre-tape. It's not the same thing as a live in-ring promo. I'm not making excuses, but I am saying that it's hard to be a babyface today. It just is. Yeah. And especially when you're trying to be this, not trying, she is a squeaky clean baby face. She's not trying to be that. Let's be clear. Okay. She, she is one. Yeah. And, and I think it's and, very hard to, it's very hard for the, but here's the problem with that. It's very difficult in 2017 for, for every single fan to get behind that. It's a shame. It's a shame to say that, but it depends where you're at, who's the crowd, and who you're in there with. When you have Alexa Bliss cutting world beater promos, that's not helping the cause. Right, and but plus Bailey doing the aw shuck stuff every week, I think is turning fans against her. I think she is that what she is though. Do you think she's yeah, then that tweak it? Then tweak it and be like, hey, you know, you took that title. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna beat your ass, or you know, show some fire. Just you know, something. It it doesn't have to be that same. Ah shucks, or this has been my dream since I was a kid, or you know, um, that always you're she's trying to make people feel sorry for her, but come up with something more aggressive and and different, uh, since that's it's not really working right now. Well, and you know what the problem is, is that with Sasha, and this is the thing, I mean, I'm just gonna say it, I think Alexa now her performance as a heel is worlds beyond even Sasha as at her peak in NXT. And I think Sasha versus Bailey worked in very simple storytelling terms. I know, Raj, we talked about the comparison before to the Karate Kid, right? And you have like Sasha, like a Johnny Lawrence type, just being like, I'm the best, you're not good enough. And then Bailey is the underdog. By comparison, we're talking villains. I mean, Alexa's like Hans Gruber and Die Hard. I mean, she's a villain that you're just like, okay, this is one that's witty, that has interesting points, that you want to see someone that can really go toe-to-toe with them. And I don't think Bailey, as a babyface, she's not John McClane. She's not the type that can sit there and give as good as she can get. And she's going to really suffer in this feud because Alexa is next level right now. Here's also the big advantage she had though, the NXT that you're missing out on is that Mm -hmm. she was the, she was the bridesmaid. She was the weaker of the four horsewomen. Okay. She was baby sister. Okay. She was the baby sister always being left behind while the three studs were getting all the attention. And then eventually two studs get all three studs get called up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, it was different once she won that title. It was humongous. Yeah. It, was, it was monumental because we were on that journey with her for what a year and a half or two years. Absolutely. You know, so 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 we all got that. Now it's very different. It's it, it's it's they gave her the title way too early, way too early. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not on that chase with her, and so you you can't. It's hard to be as sympathetic when she's already reached the top and. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I just think she's got to tweak her character a little bit. I, I think yeah. she's just doing the same promos and she comes across as like, she's reading them, uh, when she's doing it or, or, and, and she's nervous delivering it. So I think she just needs re-watch. to, what's that? I'm going to rewatch it tonight. Okay. Um, so let's, let's jump, uh, to talking about this right now. So they set it for extreme rules, Bailey versus Alexa championship match with a kendo stick on a pole. They're bringing back the pole match. They haven't done one of these since 2014. Uh, what do you want me to say? What do you do? <laughs> Vince Russo. Vince Russo might be happy. Yeah. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's claiming, you know, that was his idea and yada, yada, yada. Whatever. <laughs> Arquette's going to win the title at SummerSlam. Next. You know, to keep going down this road. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Is it Kendo stick on a pole? There's nothing to talk about. I know, but I mean, it's just, it's crazy that they actually made that announcement with angles, like, and, you know, and you're going to drop that it's going to be, I mean, it's just. It's just a weird thing when you're thinking Alexa Bliss versus Bailey, and you're like, what step can we add? And and then that's what <laughs> the you come up with. The best part is they're both tiny. They're not going to be able to get up that pole so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, but I, I don't see them. I don't know. I, them hitting each other with a kendo stick. I don't know if I really want to see that either. But No, you don't. That's because you don't. None of us <laughs> do. Yeah. It's just not that interesting. Huh. So I'm trying to move it to the next Okay, map. okay, okay. Extreme Rules. It's going to be pay-per-view of the year. Um, well, okay, that moves us uh, to the Cruiserweights. Neville and TJP versus Austin Aries and Jack Gallagher. Was that a, a step up, Matt? I liked it. Yeah. I love I like I like anything. Right now, I think they got the perfect. They've got another um they've got other guys. We've been complaining for freaking what? The better part since they started the cruiserweights, the, its own show. You know, um the purple robes, uh blood, it's just stupid that they do that, and they're not making the guy we don't know anything about the characters whatsoever. There's no there's no it's all sizzle no steak right that's what we always yeah. say by putting Aries together with jack gallagher it's been awesome awesome I, I love the dynamic between the two i watched the 305 live stuff the other night was it 205 live yeah sorry um and uh it was a the, the segment with that no that's not raw but the segment with that with uh, the in-ring with the toast to austin was a little long in the tooth that segment but they did a good job of building more character development. That's one thing we complained about. So because I watched that and I watched tonight's show, I cared a little bit more about both characters. Mm. Say what you will. And as usual, Neville on fire, screaming at the fans and just doing old school heel heats type of stuff. You know, he, he's an ugly, I like him a lot, but he's an, oh, sorry, I'm outside. He's an ugly little, 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 little man, you know? So him being a heel works perfect for him. And TJP, man, Jesus Christmas. Sorry, guys, if you hear that train horn. Yeah. Um, I digress. I can't do it inside. My son's sleeping, so it is what it is. Um, <laughs> TJP, you know, uh, cocky heel stuff. He's got to stop doing the dab thing. That stuff is so dated. <laughs> yeah, but I think as a heel, it, it definitely works better than when he was doing it as a baby face. Yeah. It does, it does, but he's corny. He thinks he's being cool though when he's doing it, and it's not cool. Yeah. It's not getting the heat he thinks it's getting. Um, but he is better as a heel. He's going to become more comfortable as a heel, and he already is showing that. I like the setup between all four guys, guys. I do. I thought this was the second best match on the show, but I feel like the cruiserweight division is just kind of, it's kind of dead. You know, like the fan, the fans were not caring. They're chanting yeah. CM Punk and then Derek Jeter. Terry, they chanted Derek you know what? Jeter. Yeah, they're chanting like. Then guess what? Then guess what? Here's a situation where the fans are wrong. Then because the fans, for years, have been saying, "Give these young, give, give these guys, give these guys an opportunity. Give these high flyers, smaller, diminutive type talents, a chance." I'm sorry. We've got character development shoved up their butts the last few weeks. Or months. I'm, we know everything to know about these four towns, do we not? Oh, if you watch 205 Live, nobody them. watches 205 Live. Even on Raw, I know more about them than I know about what's to do Titus is managing right now. What's Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. 
Okay. And Apollo Crews was supposed to be a huge stud for that show, by the way, when he was first brought up. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know more about all four of those talents. I know not even watching from 205, from watching Raw. We know a ton about Jack Gallagher. We know a ton about Austin. And we know a ton about Neville. I mean, you just see the crowd response every week to the cruiserweight matches. And I think that's, that's a, that, and you can blame the fans, but ultimately at some point it's the way the, what the promotion has done with that division. And I think if you, if you made it gritty, uh, went back to taping it at full sale, a small atmosphere, getting it hot again, and then bringing them on raw, uh, you could have something or you know what you do. They get, were get, red hot when they did it last time. When they did that show, it was a new thought. It was a new thing. That's what I you said. Did that it was red hot. And they brought it in. That, and, that, the, and then they killed it. it. I don't think they should have 205 Live taped after SmackDown. It's, everyone's dead. The crowd is quiet. No one cares. It makes the show feel dead. And that's why no one watches that show. So you're saying they should shoot 205 Live at Full sale? Yes. What about the Rush and just not have them on Raw? Yeah, just don't. They're hardly or, on Raw right now. I mean, one match. Then I'll tell you right now, every fan out there, every fan out there that's fans of cruiserweights, I don't ever want to hear you bitch and moan that guys like me get the opportunity to be on TV over these five foot seven midgets because you had your opportunity to cheer for them, you had your opportunity to do boo them, and you sat on your hands instead. Or you know what else you could do? You can get rid of the purple ropes, get rid of two hundred five live. Have half the cruiserweights on Raw, have the cru- cruiserweights on SmackDown. Each brand has their own cruiserweight champion. And just make it part of the show, like the tag team title or the women's title. And not have this show that no one watches where you're doing uh, your, you know, your other feuds and where the feuds are developing. Tag team idea was my idea. But I wasn't um, saying tag team. I'm saying you still have a, a cruiserweight. You got two separate cruiserweight champions, one on Raw and one on SmackDown. Just like you have a U.S. and Intercontinental champion, you have tag champs on both shows. You could have a cruiserweight champ on both shows. Split that division up. What's that? It'd be even more watered down. It'd be even more watered down with even less descriptive talents. Well, not if you not if you don't stop treating it like a sideshow and uh, changing the ropes purple and doing all that stuff and just keeping it as. But that's it. I think that here's the thing, guys. I think the the way of the future and the way if it's not already going, I thought what I just said was a pretty good example of a fan watching. Working on a nine to five, I'm in the gym at night. I have an autistic son that I work with for two hours every night. I don't have a lot of time, but yet I am somehow watching 205 Live and watching Raw. So I'm assuming fans are doing that. Hmm. And so look at it that way. I just got done saying. I learned a lot about Jack, a lot more about Jack Gallagher and Austin Aries and Neville and their feud from 205 Live the other night. And when they came into Raw tonight, I was excited to see that match. I was very excited because of the buildup that I got from 205. I think most fans are doing that. So you're, you're, what you're saying is, okay, then what the hell's going on in the arena? Why aren't they cheering? That's the million-dollar question. But the, the the thing is also the, there's the ropes, but they are aren't watching two hundred five because you can look at the 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 list uh, on WWE Network of the most viewed shows and two hundred five. That's left. such a gimmick. You believe that? that yeah, no. If they if it was a gimmick, if it was a gimmick, they'd be putting two hundred five live up there because they're paying you know they're paying that to have a live show every week. They would want that to What's look like more number popular. One? What, what what are they saying? Number one is. Uh, I mean, it changes week in, week out, but usually, you know, you got uh, whatever pay-per-view there was. It, it, you got some crap like Holy Foley that is for, for some reasons always really okay. popular. Um, uh, NXT uh, used to be like right at the top, but it, it's fallen a little bit. But, 
you, you got stuff, you know, just a bunch of stuff like that. <clears throat> we shall see. We shall see. All I'm going to say is, again, fans, if you want to see Cruiserweights on the show, stop sitting on your hands. Even if you don't like it, cheer for it because it's going to go away. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. What was your prediction originally, Raj, by SummerSlam? Uh, I, I thought it, it wouldn't be in its current form by SummerSlam, yeah. <clears throat> I think scaling back to one match each week might be a telling sign, as we saw last week and this week. Yeah. Um, but we shall see. Why am I the only one so entertained by Jack Gallagher? I like Jack Gallagher, but I think he should, you know, team with Aiden English, do Villains 2.0. I, I like the cruiserweights. I, I mean, I've been saying that since the beginning, but I think the way they're executing it is just all wrong. I, I love the cruiserweights. I love the cruiser the cruiserweight classic. I it, and I, I think if you went back to something like that, uh, or just had it, have it be its own, not doing all the, I mean, we're, we're going in circles here, but you know, <laughs> making it the sideshow, making it feel like it's, it's a, a something other that's different from the rest of the show but not as important. Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? One last thing. They have to do that because otherwise, guess what? We're just watching a bunch of midgets in the ring <laughs> to the average viewer clicking through the channel. So they've got to set, they have to have them as a sideshow, not in a, in a negative way, but in a high flying action pack type way that, that I knew that, you know, that's what they were hoping to get out of it. Now, what these guys are doing in the matches, that's on them. And I, I think they've been doing that lately. I think we've been getting high flying, you know, some some action packed stuff with some stories built in. But what do you like? You said we're going in circles. Yeah, <laughs> I think the matches have been better. Okay, so we're uh, we are going to talk about what was up after that in a moment with Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. But I want to thank the second sponsor of this episode and let everyone know that Goldberg. Bill Goldberg is stepping into the Sugar Factory Las Vegas for a special meet and greet on May 20th. So coming up in five days, May 20th from 2 to 5 p.m. For $75, fans will have the opportunity for a VIP experience to take selfies with Goldberg, get an autographed picture, and try the Goldberger, the monster hamburger named after Bill Goldberg himself. And that comes with fries and an insane milkshake or beer. And it's called the insane milkshake. I'm not just being colorful. For twenty dollars, fans will have the chance for a selfie and a signed photo. Act fast! Make your reservations today by calling 702-685-0483, or check out sugarfactory.com for more information. And as Raj mentioned, Goldberg rarely does stuff like this, so it's a bargain and a great opportunity to meet the man himself. This Saturday, it's this Saturday, so it's coming up quick. Yeah, if you're near the Vegas area, definitely worth it. Uh, and if you go, let us know how it was. Want to thank them for sponsoring the show. So let's talk about Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. Um, Matt, what did you think of this match? I, I, I was, I was, just, I was just thinking about the Goldberger. Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Finn uh, versus I, Roman. I, I, okay, I, yeah. I was going into it again. Tell my wife Roman's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I took from this match is Finn, my brother. I talked to you. I haven't talked to you in a while, but my brother, you've got to chill. You got to stop taking these high risk bumps, dude. Mm. You just came back. You don't have to prove what you think you do. You, you know, everyone knows you're as good as you are. You do not need to be taking freaking running freaking spine busters into the damn LED post, okay? Where Roman unsafely puts you in the corner, hits you in the damn corner of, on top of it. Um, 
you don't need to be doing these crazy. Oh my God. I, I can go on all day because I love watching him and I want him to be healthy and we need him to be healthy. That show needs him to be healthy. Um, Roman's been built like a monster. You do not need to be the one flip-flopping flying for him, man. He's done it enough for a few years now. He's already been built up enough as that freak of nature monster. You don't need to make him into that anymore. All right? That, that's not your job anymore. Your job is to be every bit of a main event talent as him and give it to him as good as he gives it to you. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I like the match. The psychology was good. Um, but uh, – a few things I don't know, you know I wasn't I wasn't like I said the, the high risks that that Finn was taking as far as like him selling like a champ, which which you can't look you can't condemn him for. He worked his ass off to make Roman look like a beast, you know during the heat. But uh, again, I don't think it needs to be done in such a high risk manner because we need him to be healthy, you know. And I know Finn, and I know how crazy competitive he is. He wants the match of the night every time he's out there. So God give him credit for that, right? But uh, his end too, you know, it goes both ways. Uh, I, I I thought this match was really good. I thought this was the best it match was. on the show. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I, I the, the the risks and stuff. Uh, Finn just always does that. Um, yeah, that, that's. I don't want to see him get hurt. No, I agree. I mean, um, but yeah, his, his style. I, I you know I. Reigns beat Undertaker. I don't think Reigns should be losing all the time, and he lost to Strowman. Uh, but in this case, I felt like you could have had Reigns lose because he has he was going in with the injured injured shoulder when he did that shoulder yeah. spot. You know, they could have done something with that 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 cost him that match. Out. Count out anything. Yeah, you, you had an out. Yeah, I, I just think it, it's you've beaten Finn Balor already a couple times since he's been back, and and I think you're just lacking the top stars right now. Braun Strowman's gone for six months. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after, um, you know, but know you that. get, you need to make a, a couple people feel special other than Roman. And I think Finn, Finn Balor should be one of those guys and, and beating him. He got pinned by the Miz in that match a couple weeks ago, beaten clean by Roman oh. here. I protect him a little, you, you, you have a summer where, uh, you, you, you just, the, the, the star quality isn't uh, isn't the greatest right now. Yeah, and you want to know what's crazy? You want to know what's crazy? I'm sorry. sorry no, go buddy. for it. Uh, sorry. Um, is that? But yet, I'm more excited this summer about the matchups mm-hmm. and the actual in ring product than I was last summer. With with Ryan SmackDown. But, but yeah, I'd say yeah, more so Raw. Um, because Finn's back because. Yeah, they have Rollins at the top, and he's healthy. They have Joe mixed in there at the top. He's he's in there, like the five that we saw tonight. I'm excited about all five of those guys. Yeah, I think minus Roman. I'm not 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 that I'm not excited about Roman. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm a fan of Roman, but uh, um, th- those other four, you know, I, I think it's different. And last summer, I don't. Re- I know what you're saying. There's no like definitive. Da da. Here's a top star main event guy, Seth Rollins. I, I know what you're saying, but all four of them swimming right around it. That's exciting to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I like I. I mean, I like that mix of the five. You, know, you throw Roman in there, but the the problem is we're we're already seeing that so much. It's not like it's building to this dream match that you want to see. You know, like when they were in NXT and, and Finn Balor came in and and Samoa Joe came in and they built to Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Now you're already seeing all those matches. You know, so 
in, in a month, uh, none of those five combos is is anything special. I think they don't think the matches matter or the wins and losses matter. I really don't think no, they, they do. They don't. And, and so, and so, what I think what, what the exciting part for me is as a, as a wrestler is who's gonna sink, uh, who's gonna sink, and who's gonna swim. You know, I've got my money on Joe. I know out of them all right now, he probably seems like the long, longest shot out of them. I got my money on Joe because there's just something about Joe, not because he's my boy. I want to hear that crap from you guys. <laughs> it's literally because when he takes the mic and he was and he talks, he's got this base and confidence in his voice that sells tickets. That makes me want to pay to see him versus Brock Lesnar because he's the only one in there that sounds like and works like he could get it done. Hmm. I got my money on him. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And he's not in the Fatal Five way. So... Nope. <laughs> I'm talking going into Mania. I'm talking going into Mania. Yeah, for next year. Wait, wait, J Joe is? Is he in the five-way? Yeah. Oh, did I miss it's, that? It's Balor, Reigns, Should Joe, be. Wyatt, and Rollins. Mm, sorry. Yeah, I misread that mess. correct. But, but, but my money, I'm talking long-term, yeah. Mania, Joe. That's right. That's right. He was left on the, the matchups tonight. I apologize. Um, no. Which we hear is cut a great promo. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, my big issue tonight is just with uh, – braun i mean braun is the guy that they've built feels like the most in the past better part of the last year they built braun Strowman, and now he's out for six months you know i mean that's uh that's terrible that's a huge loss yeah that sucks you can't blame them for that no but... no i don't blame them for that but i mean it's just like I don't, they can't they like the wwe can't catch a break you know it feels like there's yeah. just always uh something happening so, i don't hurt. just throw that out there again i don't get hurt yeah that's true and you know, and you're right there. You're near that. You're within driving distance of the performance center. It's not like it would be that far. But they don't make you uh, turn over ambulances either. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. So, man, this is this is just a, such a hodgepodge of segments. So, Golden Truth, Gold Dust turned on our truth tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as a, a turn went, I thought it was pretty good. It's just you've made these guys be nothing for so long that I don't, I don't see why you're supposed to care. Uh, I wonder if this means that our truth is gone, like, uh, or if this is a feud, or if just you know, remember when the Dudleys when they did that big beat down with the Dudleys, and that was that was it for them. That was their their swan song. So, and and our truth is getting up there in, yeah. in years. So I don't know if this is like they're doing a Goldust versus our truth feud, which seems odd uh, to be doing, or uh, <laughs> or if it's something else. No, the guys are being. Uh, this is my just my take. I could be very wrong. Uh, the Dudleys were leaving, right? And they put over the they put over the younger, hot, new on the scene tag team. Um, Goldust is not hot, new on the scene talent that that, that <laughs> needs to be. You know what I mean? So I, I, here's what I think it is. I think the two guys, the two vets, are being rewarded for always being, always being there, doing whatever, being whatever, doing whatever they're given, and trying to, you know, turn chicken shit into chicken salad. No matter what, how corny it is, no matter how eye rolling and head scratching it probably is for them to do it, they still do it and do it to the best of their abilities. And let's think, our truth was just main event a few years back. Uh, you know, four years ago, three years ago versus John Cena mm -hmm. um, and held his own. He showed he can do well. Um, and now he's doing this crap. So to have a good attitude and never complain that there's a lot to be said for that. WWE does throw a bone to their talents that, that stick with it. And I think that's what this is for maybe Goldust. 
or who are truth. If you're saying they have a match coming out of this, who knows which it's for, but we know it's an, under, it's a weaker card, right? Going into this, the undercard's weaker. So this is their filling, you know? Yeah. Hey, it, it, it gives them something to do. I like both guys. So, um, Goldust has been looking has been looking good for a while. He's just been kind of lost since they broke up, broke him up with Cody, uh, or once they brought in Stardust, it, it just kind of went down downhill after that. But um, he was getting he was getting great reactions. He was getting one of the top I would say one of the top five pops every night. Remember? Yeah, no, and, and him and Cody were just Goldust killing it in the ring. Good. I remember was it the match they had with uh, the Shield? That was like the match of the, the night Shield. at Battleground a few years ago. Um, no, I mean he can go. Uh, he's just been sidelined with, I don't even know what they are, Golden Truth. It, it never really went anywhere. It was just two guys teaming together. Thrown together. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see where this goes. It's something. Yeah. I, I, I thought the angle was done well, I, and I thought Goldust uh, and our truth pulled it off well. Uh, Titus. I was fast forward. I was fast. Go ahead, no, sorry. no, go for it, man. No, it's not worth it. Titus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're going to the exciting match of Titus O'Neil versus Big Cass. Um, no. Yeah, so uh, Titus really is giving a TED Talk, by the way. I had to Google that. Um, that yeah. wasn't kayfabe. Uh, but TEDx, which is more of a community-based event, but a TED Talk nonetheless. Dude, uh, he's awesome, first of all. Mm-hmm. I, I, loved, I loved his promo. I love I love his look. He looks like the most professional guy. I'm sorry, out of the four of those dudes in that ring, he looked like a star, um, just physically. And on the mic, more than held his own. Um, I loved everything about it. And I know he's supposed to be helping get uh, God Apollo dang, Cruz. What's name? Apollo Cruz, who I'm actually a fan of, like the, the stuff that the physical feats that this guy can perform in the ring. Actually, and I should know his name. It's very disrespectful. Um, but nonetheless, that should say something. That what's his name? That that Titus sticks out like the bigger star. He's JBL touched on this on that talk show they do. Um, bring it to the table. Called? Yeah, bring, bring it to it. the table about how. And this is a generally old school thought, but but he's right that you don't want the manager to ever be bigger or taller or more muscular or better looking <laughs> than the talent itself. And he dwarfs him, and he dwarfs most talents. So to have him be a manager is going to be tough if they really want him to get over the talent. So. I'm all for him undercutting the talent and getting himself over like he did tonight. Um, he stole this segment. Uh, he was very confident. And again, I cannot cannot keep saying this enough. He, he put himself over like a, the biggest star in that ring tonight. This is my opinion. Now, did Apollo look like he was turning heel at the end of this? Or because... I thought so. He, I thought he did so, that kick, little. and then uh, Big Cass looked annoyed with Enzo. Like he didn't go in to save him. He just kind of pulled him out. I was like... You know, why are you taking selfies? And you know, he seemed he seemed annoyed, uh, as opposed to uh, almost like it was justified that Enzo got that kick. So that was I wasn't sure if that was Apollo, you know, um, slowly going to the dark side with Titus, or uh, just Enzo was being that annoying and needed to get kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah. See. It's quite the conundrum because <laughs> I, I, as a fan would think the same thing you did, that what you did the last part you just said, he's being annoying. So he's been kicked in the face. But I think, I wonder if WWE thinks we already think Apollo Crews is considered a heel, mm. that the turn's already been made. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder if for the last, what, two or three weeks that they think it's already been made and that we're all supposed to know it maybe. Mm. Even though it wasn't very black and white. But yeah, even with they... Titus, I mean, Titus, they've booked Titus as a heel for, a long time now. Yeah. 
So the association, I, you know, I think this, I, I agree with, I, I get what JBL is saying, Matt. And I, and I know what you're saying when you have the manager being bigger, but um, you, can, you can always do a storyline off of that too. Cause it's not like Titus isn't a wrestler. Yeah. So uh, what would the storyline be? Uh, they trying to steal the heat from the, from the star. Yeah. Or uh, he's always trying to uh, upstage uh, Apollo and, you know, uh, sure. and, and then finally, it, you know, it gets to a boiling point, something like that. Like Rocky Five, that could work. No, not uh, Rocky so. Five was teacher and it, student. It was terrible. That was the plot. Was that Tommy Gunn was upset that Rocky kept upstaging him? Um, yeah, because he's a bigger star, not because he's physically. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Rocky Five would have to be with like Shaquille O'Neal playing the role of Rocky in order to make this analogy for <laughs> Yeah. But um, you, you, you guys get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but say I say what you guys will. The dude looks like a star. I'm sorry. You know what though? To your original point, Matt, I think part of the reason now that I think about it tonight is because they let him talk, come out and talk about something real that he's actually doing. At first, that's why I had to look up the TED Talk thing because I was like, at first, oh my god, it's the stupid Titus Brand thing again. It's not funny. It's not clever. But then when you realize he's really doing it, and I thought back, I don't know if you listen to Jericho's podcast, how um, yeah, how uh, Batista was putting him over so much there it's like let titus be titus and he's actually compelling you know yes this dude and what's even crazier he's would be a remarkable baby face because of what he does in real life mm -hmm. there is nobody more charitable than him i'm sorry he smokes john cena in this area but they're not going to talk about it because john gets 50 kids in a room to do make a wish at a clip whereas titus is doing this on his own yeah you know what i mean he does so much of it on his own he does it with wwe but he also has his own setup for a lot of charity stuff and he's a really good human being like he's mm -hmm. here in florida he's humongous you know what i mean play university of florida he's he's so revered here um and he's a good human being i can't say that enough and uh be remarkable i don't know what they're doing or how they're missing this you know yeah, yeah. well he touched vince mcmahon but, on the shoulder so clearly he had to spend a year in the doghouse but like even before that you know they should have never put him with Darren Young to begin with, or he should have been by himself. And if, if they thought he was green, then he ain't ready to be called up. You keep him down, and at the time it was uh, FS, FCW, you keep him down there until he's ready. Yeah. Um. So second DQ of the night in the main event, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins, a match that had never happened before. First time tonight. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of seeing these guys together, Matt? That what you just said, I was like, these, I have a feeling these two, yeah. before they even said it, I was like, they, they, they've never wrestled each other. They've only wrestled each other when it was Wyatt's versus the Shield, mm -hmm. um, but never in singles comp. Um, I was excited for it. I was like, this is going to be a great, uh, anytime Bray's in, in a match, I'm a fan of it. And you guys know Rollins is one of my favorite guys. I was, I was, I was like him and Owens, right? Um, this one, I'll agree with you guys. I was disappointed in that there was a DQ. I was. Um, but uh, that, that's, the match itself was – I love the match. Uh, can't you? I think they could have saved this for a pay-per-view. I'm really surprised they did it tonight for the first time ever. Same with, same with uh, Reigns and uh, – what's his name? Same thing. Yeah, Finn. Balor. Yeah. I, I, that's what, I, that's Balor. what I'm saying. They're running through these five guys by putting them all together. These are your five main event guys, and you're, you're kind of running through all these matches, um, even though you, it's not a definitive, definitive outcome. But um, – I don't know, come up with something else. If this is the best finish you got, come up with something else. And, um, but yeah, I thought the match was good. It'll be interesting to see. I, I think Bray Wyatt, you know, again, I couldn't stand his promo that he did tonight. That Those promos drive me nuts. Um, 
I, I last week's uh, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt main event, the third the drop in the third hour was one of the biggest in the history of the show, and it was one Wait, of the say lo- that whole thing again. Say the whole thing again. What? So l- l- last week the uh, main event was Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt, and the drop in that third hour was one of the biggest in the history of the show. From from hour one to hour two to hour three, it was. Uh, I think hour one and hour two were pretty comparable, and then hour three collapsed. And, but they break it down to the quarter. Was their quarter the lowest? Uh, I don't have the quarter, but that hour was. Um, and it was also That's a whole hour. The match wasn't an hour. Yeah, but it, it the show lost you know uh, uh, steam as as it went on, and and it really lost it. it. You know, it's not like the the last quarter did a four point oh, and then you know it was the three segments before that 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 tanked. But but as a wrestler, see, this is the thing that used to frustrate me as a wrestler. Um, when when quarter hours would come out for Impact, I remember at TNA even when we were doing really we were doing some really solid ratings, and it'd be like. Guys like me, Eric Young, when he was doing the World Elite, uh, me trying to get in the main event mafias right around that time. And we were doing really good numbers. Like we were doing consistent for us, which is good, 1.3s and touching 1.4s. We were doing that pretty consistently, like five or six weeks in a row. And I remember like the next week they put me and Angle in the main event and it, and it had dropped in my quarter hour. But meanwhile, those four weeks, me and, me and Kurt's storyline in those 15 minutes were generally the highest. And I remember it's like, oh man, Morgan must not be ready to be an inventor if he's dropping the input. You know, his 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 quarter hours the look was a big drop, you know. So as a wrestler, I'd be like, what the freak, you know? Like, how do we know it wasn't the segment before that that pissed mm. people off and turned them off? But if it's a main you event know? you'd really want to see, you'd still come back for it. So that's what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. How do we know, like, in that last third hour? Okay, there's 15 minute window. There's the 30 minute window. There's a 45 minute window. And then there's the hour window. Did they come back at that 45 half hour to 45 minute window there? If they did, I mean, That's unless true. it would have had to have been a complete collapse then because the second or third hour was a 15% drop. So unless it dropped 30% and then went up 60% in that last quarter. Oh, you said it, it only dropped 15, one five? Yeah, one five. That's significant. Yeah, yeah. And Rod, they usually like the biggest it'll go is like maybe six or seven. Uh, 15 is pretty unheard of. Wow, it, it, this was one of the it was one of the lowest rated third hours I think ever. What else was on last Monday though? I mean, was there any additional? I mean, last, last Monday's RAW we talked about this. Last Monday's RAW was was terrible. No, was, the competition for last Monday was was pretty weak. I mean, I think you had the NBA playoffs, but you have that you know you have that. It's not the finals. Um, I mean, it's nothing nothing out of the ordinary. It was a terrible Monday Night Raw though. Yeah, and SmackDown, I, a, I think I SmackDown a, was the lowest rated in a long time, too. It was the lowest rate of the year. Well, then that's okay, then. That's saying something. People's TV habits may have been different that week for whatever reason. Hmm. But, yeah. But Why would SmackDown be low as well? Why would SmackDown be because low Because well? people are losing interest right now in WWE. You're, it's not just – the ratings have been dropping since WrestleMania hard. Uh, just last week was a, the first week where you saw a huge drop in an hour as opposed to the whole show. I, just, I don't know what it is, guys. I think today's the radio. I'm going to make excuses. I don't work there. I don't have any reason to defend Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I don't even know these guys. All right? So uh, I'm just speaking honestly here from what my opinion is, is that I think today's is very different when you go in and you try to judge ratings and you put it on the talent. I think it's very different. Now. I agree. I think, I think- I'm not trying to sound like Triple H here when he tries to talk about 
people's viewing habits being different. But he's right. Well, it's not just that. You know I mean? I, like, I do this show. Hang on. I do this show, guys. And I've told you this a million times. I fast forward through commercials to, to get through the match that I need to get to to watch it so I can talk about it and know what the hell I'm talking about. But back then, you didn't, you weren't able to do that. You had to watch everything. Mm. And meanwhile, I'm flicking back and forth watching my kid's cartoon on, on fire on my fire stick and, and then coming back to Raw. Like, I, if I didn't, Raw is literally the only thing on TV I watch. Everything else is on fire stick, mm. you know, and, or my iPhone. And that's generally most people's viewing habits nowadays. So, so the ratings in general, I think they're going to go all the way. I really do. I think it's going to go completely to the network. Hmm. And, and none of this, all this is going to be known. It's not going to even matter. That'll be the death of WWE if that happened, though. Because <laughs> if cause you can find a way to make up new fans. That what? Because then you don't get new fans that way. Well, I'm a fan of Netflix. I never heard of Netflix at one point. Yeah, but but Netflix isn't uh, like let's say I don't I, I don't watch basketball. Am I gonna just decide? Oh, hey, I'm gonna spend twenty bucks a month for the sport I've never watched uh, to, to see if I like it. Yes, because when you click through, they give you a free trial, and you watch LeBron James dunk call over whoever and you some reason to pique your interest you want to watch it like i this is last night we ordered hbo app i didn't want to get it but my wife wanted to get it because she wants to see this one show the what's it the expendables uh the leftovers whatever that was called. oh yeah yeah um, and i was like 14.99 for this shit that's a ripoff and but my point is we watched it i watched it and i was like shit this is a really good show yeah. and now i'm glad we got it I don't know. I, I just, everybody's different. Yeah. And, and, and so much of their, the money that they generate comes from TV rights. I mean, that's their number one thing. TV. Um, how would they do it then? How, how would they do it? How would they make their money, Raj? Because that is what they're going to do. They've said this. They're going to go the way of the network eventually. No, no. They're, so, they, they've never said they're going to not have their TV deals. Their TV deals is their number one revenue. And it, and it keeps going up. Because uh, the TV companies are paying more and more for sports. Right now, now that's going to probably change now because ESPN now is hurting uh, Fox Sports, all these sports channels, because they paid way too much for like the NFL and, and these sports. And now they're going through layoffs and things like that. Um, yeah. But, You're right. but TV rights is still huge. Uh, now, as far as it moving to streaming services like PlayStation View, or sling where they show the USA network. Yes. I see a lot more of that happening, but as far yes. as WWE network, um, that's based on getting people uh, outside fans to become fans, which takes a while and, and then, you know, sign up for sign up for the network. But, um, okay. but the point being, uh, I think what we probably all agree on is with the three hours uh, they're burning people off every year. And, and I'm going to do an article on uh, the percentage that has dropped every year since they went to three hours. And at some point, you got to look at, like, is that extra hour of revenue worth the amount of fan base that you're losing each year? Because if you weren't losing that amount of fan base, how much higher would your network subscriptions be? And uh, I, That's a great question. But something tells me that they've answered this with a really good answer. I don't know what it is, but for some reason I remember me, my biggest thing always like, yeah, why are they doing three hours? Why not just two? It's so obviously more going to be so much more successful. How do they not see this? And I could have sworn on one of these these conference calls, either Vince or Hunter did, they explained it. And I remember it being a pretty decent answer, actually. No? 
Well, basically, if you, if you look at the TV deal with USA, and I'm just – I don't have the number in front of me. Maybe USA makes them do it, right? Is Maybe that's what it is? Well, they, they get so, – so let's say it's $150 million they're making for five hours. So that's $30 million per hour and that, that they're doing. So if they cut off the third hour raw, that's $30 million in revenue that they're losing you know, each year. That's more than you – know, that's – I mean, that's just a ton of their, their revenue. Um, mm-hmm. So for them, just keeping, but again, someone pointed out that they've been losing viewers since 2002. They have, but not at this rate. If if they kept more of those viewers and and added, let's say that made a difference of a half a million network subscriptions. Well, that's that's only you know uh, that's only five million dollars. So it doesn't quite make up for that for losing that hour of raw. So. That hour of raw is it's worth a ton of money. Actually, you know what? I take that back. If they kept the audience base, and they had five million uh, five hundred thousand people at ten dollars a month, that's uh, five million dollars, and then at twelve months, that's sixty million a year. So that that more than makes up for it. So yeah, um, I'll have to do uh, crunch the numbers a little more on that. But just just really quick, I could have sworn like USA tells them they have to have three hours on brawl um i, I th- because they're because they're because they're getting a great rate they're, regardless of what we think the ratings are usa thinks there's a good ratings uh yeah i mean i don't uh, i don't know if they could force them but um but the, the fact is usa but, has like no hit, hit hit shows right now that do any anywhere near what uh raw does nowhere near right yeah. and 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 back in the day they used to have a lot of shows. They didn't even want SmackDown. SmackDown had to go to Sci-Fi. I mean, they could have easily had did SmackDown. Burn, did Burn Notice? They had some really great shows, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. But now so. they've got, like, Shooter and uh, Shooter. The shooter? Is that corny? I remember actually wanting to see that. Was it good or bad? Is it crappy? Uh, they got renewed. I mean, so supposedly it's it's all right. I've heard it's all right. I've got the season. I just haven't watched it yet. Um, heard it's good. That's their big hit. And they did credit SmackDown for helping launch that show, SmackDown Live. Yeah. Giving them like a two. That's a great show. Yeah. I love SmackDown. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, all in all, tonight's Raw, definite improvement from last week. But uh, Matt, what do you give the show? And uh, we didn't really touch on it, but what did you think about Samoa Joe interfering in that DQ with uh, to DQ uh, Bray and Seth? I'm glad it was Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was pretty obvious when they said there was five talents mm. involved in this. Yeah, Joe, I knew Joe was going to be the spoiler. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much it. Different look for him tonight with the sleeveless shirt, as opposed to the t-shirt. Yeah, or shirtless. He's normally shirtless or the full t-shirt, but the shirt without sleeves was different. I thought he wasn't wrestling though. Yeah, tonight, right. He, he just. Well, we'll see when he wrestles if he changes that. I like Joe shirtless. Actually, I know that I think he looks fine ridiculously. I realize how ridiculous that just sounded, but <laughs> very, <laughs> but I'm being serious. I like that because there's, it's crazy that someone that could be, when you think about it, that's heavy set like Joe with no shirt on, we would normally like make fun of that. Not make, that's a horrible thing to say, but usually that person gets made fun of in real life on the beach or whatever. That's a horrible thing to say, but it's a truth. And here's the most, one of the most badass, legit dudes there is able to pull it off and no one thinks any different. I know I don't. Maybe maybe like the common fan clicking through the channels might. 
but he's got swagger know, about so, him though you know he's so real i just can't get i mean when he's you guys see when he works when i was telling you guys last week or two weeks ago his punches his jabs his 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 chop everything he does has a purpose mm-hmm. and has a very has malintentioned everything he throws it just looks very real to me um and very crisp so um i don't know what they're waiting for with him you know just i don't know what, what the type of test he's supposed to you know he's supposed to pass you know but enough already that is your most legit dude on that friggin one of the most legit dudes you guys on that you've got on that roster wwe and you need to stop screwing with them and get him and get him where he deserves to be he needs to be in that ring with brock no, like yeah. to see it. And and real quick, uh, Matt, before we go, I wanted to ask you: uh, Did you do you see Randy Orton's comments about independent wrestling that has yes. gotten people all yeah. fired up? <laughs> he's trolling people. He's trolling you. That's all he's doing. He's trolling. Yeah. What'd you th- What'd you think? Were you surprised at at the uh, outlash? Or backlash? Yeah. Outlash. <laughs> um, from the fans, was that like the backlash that they gave? Um, yeah. No, because they're very, they're very, you know, defensive over their stuff. They're very territorial, uh, not territorial, proud, proud. Um, there's nothing wrong with being an independent wrestler, and you know, there is nothing wrong with that. Everybody got their start one way or the other, and uh, it's Randy. Randy just didn't. That's not the way it worked for him. You know, he got the opportunity of a lifetime right away, made the most of it. It's not like he went there and shit the bed. Hmm. You know, his first year, he he he. Everyone you'll always hear to say about this, Randy, nobody gets the, no one has the business in their blood more than him. I know it sounds like a cliche, but you could see it with all of his movements, everything he does in that ring. It just comes easy to Randy Orton. If he really worked at it and really busted his tail, he could be on a whole different stratosphere. I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, but let's say you put his talent with a Daniel Bryan work ethic. Game over. Like I'm telling you, Randy would rewrite every record there is in the record book. Because he comes to him that easy, the business. Yeah. But as far as like you said, I just think he was trolling the fans. Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> you know, probably sick and tired. You know, of these guys that he, we all saw. I saw Daniel Bryan come through a million times doing dark matches with his big beard at the time and a bald head actually, um, and not getting any opportunities. CM Punk, I saw twice come through in darks and nobody paid him any attention. Um, the SATs, um, Amazing Red, all these great young talents that were in the indies, that they were all the buzz, never really got any opportunity. They got darks, they got squash matches, but knowing that they never got signed, right? And uh, I saw them too when I, during my time there. And uh, a long story short, Randy saw them as well. So now all of a sudden these guys are coming in and they're getting this opportunity and they're making the most of it and they're surpassing it. Maybe there's something to him not liking that. I don't know. You know, say what you will. Daniel Bryan was more over than he was. See him oh, absolutely. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving a ton others out. You know, um, I'm, I'm struggling here, but I'm sure there's many more that I'm leaving out here. You know, that now we're much more over than Randy. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Matt, we ran a little late today. Lots to talk about. What time is it? Twelve forty. Good lord. <laughs> But uh, that, cool. that, that was that was fun. Some good discussions. Definitely. I'm gonna make a prediction right now that this will be a top five rated show for Wrestling Inc. podcast. All right, there All right, you have we'll it. Check it out. So everybody, listen to this oh. one twice. <laughs>
Don't be taking my words out of context as your headlines either. <laughs> Matt Morgan's a racist. <laughs> uh, no, it, it'll it'll be all good. Yeah, the headline. All yeah, right, guys. So Matt, fun. you're gonna be back on Sunday. I I can't wait. Actually, well, no, well, no, 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 no. I'm doing NXT. Oh. Saturday and Sunday. All right, NXT. Yes, I, Saturday and Sunday. In my way in Saturday night. Yes. Nice. All right. We'll be back on Saturday. Thank you, guys. Great job, you guys. You too, man. Great seeing you, man. Have a good night, y'all. Bye. You too, man. Right, take care. Bye. Till next time, everyone. See you next time on Wrestling Inc.